sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you, don't you now? Oh, today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. Currently, I am in Los Angeles for this Spotify event. Today is part two of the Wednesday event. I covered part one earlier, but I ran out of time talking about it. We're going to cover the rest right here on one place. It's this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. said it at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batant and I am the host of a show called Miss Joe Batant. Uh, we are covering, this is part two of an earlier episode that I did where I covered part one. I covered like the morning of Wednesday, June 29th, 2022, and we are going to cover the rest of the day. And I have to be honest with you about something. It's a week later. But look, I got really busy. But I did take extensive notes uh, about the rest of the day. So I have them here in front of me. And this actually got – we we would have needed to have split it into two even if I had the time. A lot happened on Wednesday. Um, and um, I'm actually going to take a moment. And I'm going to pause the recording. People listening live will hear this. But I actually have to read the notes. I didn't do that. You'd think I would do that to prepare. But I'm going to pause the recording. People listening live will just hear silence. Well, music. But I'm going to read the notes and then we'll come back. And you guys at home listening later, you'll hear no nothing, no no change at all. It'll seem like I just started talking again. And we're going to pause it right now. And we're back. Okay. So, um, like I told you, you heard no difference at all. People at home heard me reading and it was embarrassing. All right. Okay, so after they played the um the we covered how I cried and everyone was very like uh wonderful about my episode. Um and I don't know if I covered this in the last one, but after we after my episode aired, we took a, a short like 15 minute break and we went to the coffee bar. And I needed but this is not because I was actually trying to find a way to do this low-key, not dramatic is I was trying to find a kind of place to hide. I just needed to, like, gather myself emotionally about what I'd just gone through. And I did, but everyone just went up to me and approached me and told me how good the episode was. That made me really happy. And even this producer named Lee, and he's, like, the big girl. If you want to impress anybody, it's him, because he's a big part of the decision-making process about for what shows will get produced. And Lee was like, came up to me and was like, I got to tell you, that was fantastic. It's better than any version of yours that I've heard. Uh, home run. It's just, I just got to tell you, home run. And I'm just going to end this story right here on this. Not end this whole story, just end the Lee story. So when we were doing the deliverables, Lee was the one we always had to send the deliverables to. So um, uh, anything along the way, from the script all the way to the you know, the different audio versions we had. And the only person I really talked to about it was Christian. And Christian was like just bitching about Lee because he said Lee never gave any notes. 
internally, I was just like, Lee's not giving enough because your show is so fucking dirty, you know? But I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I found out, because I was getting extensive notes, good and bad, you know? Uh, well, actually, none of it bad. Suggestions and good. And praise. Suggestions and praise. And um, I found out that Lee didn't give any really notes to anybody. They were kind of complaining about that. And I was like, I got extensive notes. And so we talked about it. I think it's because my topic is kind of in Lee's wheelhouse. And, uh, and so he did, I think that was something that the episode sort of excited him. And so, but I, but because Lee is one of the big decision makers, he's not, he has no decision in the money part of it. So just to explain it now, and I'll probably explain it later. Uh, but just to explain it once more is there are two components to quote unquote the end of the, of the, um, program. One of them is that we, one person, one person alone, and there's a separate team of judges and they're not necessarily Spotify executives. I think some of them are, but a lot of them are also just producers and industry professionals will ju- listen to the episodes and then judge who gets a cash prize, okay? And we find out who gets that on Friday, July 8th. Okay? But then on the end of the month, like by the end like by the by the by August 1st, even before that, somewhere at the end of the month, the Spotify development team, content team, uh everybody, the executive of Spotify in the podcast version will get together, listen to the episodes, and they will decide. And by the way, this is one where it can be, they have to decide on at least one episode, but it could be as many as all nine. It will not be all nine. I'll tell you that right now. But at least one episode will be chosen to be developed into a Spotify original podcast. And But it can be multiple. As Any show that they feel is ready Spotify will choose to develop that into a Spotify original podcast. Let's all send positive thoughts. I don't, the cash prize would be nice, but I really want that second one. So let's all send positive vibes into the universe that I get it. I will say, uh, I'll tell you this. It seems like no one actually has said this, but the attitude among the other Spotify contestants, we'll, we'll call them, has been that mine is the best. So that's a good promising sign. Um, but uh, we'll go from there. So after we have to take a break, then we listen to two more episodes and we're done. We listen to uh, Melissa Mel's I Ghost Mio and we listen to Christians. Okay. I realize I made a mistake earlier and I may take this out and, uh, and from the other episode. I feel I shouldn't have said anything about what my opinions were of the other episodes. So I won't give any opinions from now, except for Christians. I don't mind giving an opinion on Christians episode. But um so I'm not gonna give an opinion on Melissa's episode. I felt bad afterwards for doing that. But a Christian I don't mind. So Christian, um he did an episode. So I'm gonna tell you guys something. Uh I actually think, and I want Christian Christian is going to allow us to play it on the show. But he wants to wait until after July. So he wants to play it on Patreon in August. For some reason, this is not true, but Christian's under the belief that we're not allowed to release them before then. Not true, but he wants to play it safe, and he doesn't want to release it until August. But um, 
but I really do think you guys will enjoy it. Um, it's very dirty, very dirty. Um, but I actually think he and Jessica did a really good job. I think Jessica is a total star. Okay. I'll just tell you that right now. I think Jessica's a total star. And, but you know, in my opinion though, the strongest parts of the show are when they're not talking about sex. I kind of feel like the sex talk seems a little contrived. Uh, there's other problems too. But there's parts of, some of it seems kind of ableist, if I'm being honest. And, um, yeah, I feel the sex parts are the weakest parts, but that's kind of what they want to do. They want to do a sex positive talk show. And so that's kind of what that show is. But I there was a part where Jessica shows Christian her clit on air and I was squirming. I wanted to have Christian on yesterday. Maybe we will have Christian on August where we talk about my experience listening to that episode because he has thoughts as well. And then after Christian's, that was the last one. That was the last episode of the listening sessions and everyone applauded and we had lunch afterwards. And I don't know if I've talked about the lunch, but I want to talk about it right now. Because by this point, I was starting to get to, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, done. And so the food, you know, my concern going in was, and this is always a fat person's concern. My concern going in was that there wouldn't be enough food. The reality, or careful what you wish for, is A, there was too much food. We had more than enough food. No one you, no one was leaving that thing hungry, right? You could have as much food as you want. There would still be leftovers. But the problem was it was very, very, very heavy. Every meal was super, super heavy and super, super carby. And I'm a type 2 diabetic, but I didn't put that on my dietary restrictions because I can pretty much handle it and, like, um find things to eat that I, you know, it's, it's normal, but, but this, it was impossible. It was literally impossible. My blood sugar, I could tell, I didn't take my blood sugar, but I could tell it was through the motherfucking roof. It was insane. And so I was like feeling sick, but I, I will say I took comfort in that everybody across the board, everyone in the group was feeling sick every day. I was not even hungry. We were so full and full of carbs that we were all feeling really, really sick every day. So for lunch, we had pupusas, which um, I believe are Peruvian, and um, but it seems like one of those foods that a bunch of countries have, and they fight over who has them. But they're all fucking carbs. Pupusas are all carbs, and it was this is what we got: pupusas, rice, and beans. Carbs, carbs, carbs. No salad, no protein. Because what I would have done was just like had this is what I would have usually had: type two diabetic Joe. If it's pupusas, I'm I might have had the beans a little bit of beans, I would have had a pupusa and I would have had it with salad. Like salad would have been the big portion of it and the a protein, whatever the protein, like chicken or something. That would have been a big part of it. Like a pupusa almost as what would serve as the bread and maybe a little bit of beans. That would have what I would have had. Okay. But that wasn't the choice. It was pupusas, rice and beans and, and dessert. Every meal was like this. And so it's like, ugh. so then, but after lunch, after we had lunch, there was, um, uh, a, I think we got back together briefly and then it was, okay, you're on your own for, um, the rest of the day. We had the rest of the day off. 
alone time, so to speak. Okay. Now, before we even went to LA, Miriam and Melissa and I had this plan that we were going to go on a taco tour on a day off. We did not anticipate what this food would be like. Okay. So we're like, oh, that sounds fun. But when during the day at some point, we, this is when we were in the listening session, we all huddled and Miriam was like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to go on the taco tour. I go, we're not going to do a taco tour. We're just going to do, uh, I, what we boiled it down to is that we would take an Uber to Evergreen Cemetery because both of them wanted to see Evergreen Cemetery and then maybe stop at this bookstore that Melissa wanted to see and then go back to the hotel and just chill. And then we would go to dinner together. And they're like, Miriam was like, I'll do the dinner. I'm not going to go to Evergreen. I'm tired and I just don't want to do it. We're like, okay. So afterwards, Melissa and I take an Uber to Evergreen Cemetery. We get in the car. She and I are chit-chatting. Nice, pleasant conversation. We actually talk about the taco tour. And the Uber driver heard me, us talking. And talk, I talked about how, like, oh, we could do a taco tour and Richard could t- teach us about the different murals and the history of the mural. And the Uber driver was like, I don't want to butt in, but I would totally go on that taco tour. And I'm like, see? But I, I, we brought it up to Richard. He seemed very uninterested. So we go to Evergreen. Um, look, here's the thing. I talked about this in the episode of, of Evergreen. But Evergreen Cemetery is, especially now with our drought, like brown and dry and crunchy and dusty. It's like you're like in a remote Mexican desert. And it was hot that day. And so we went to Hugo Zacchini, the first human cannonball. We went to his grave and it was just covered in dust. And as we were there, that's when I had texted Richard that we were on our way there. That's when Richard met us at the cemetery and he was, that's when he met Melissa. And we showed her around. We showed her where like the um, pauper's graves are. We showed her this tribute to the Chinese mass grave that they found. We went to the Japanese cemetery and we were all having a good time. And then Richard's like, yeah, I'll drive you guys back to the hotel. But we, and he was going to take us to that bookstore because he was the one that introduced me to this tiny, tiny little bookstore uh, on Cesar Chavez Avenue, uh, right by a taco place called Quisados, where Biden just a couple of weeks ago was there. He went to that taco place. And we went to the bookstore, and the bookstore was closed. So Richard was like, you know, there's another little bookstore, which I know this one as well, that's just up the way a little bit. And it's owned by this, like, hipster Latino couple. And he's like, let's go there. So we went there, and that was closed. So we were like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, oh, I guess we'll just go back to the hotel. But then Rich, we, we, one of us, I think it was me, was like, oh, wait a minute. The last bookstore. The last bookstore is this place in downtown L.A., and it's a huge bookstore, right? And the bottom floor of the last bookstore is your sort of conventional hipster bookstore, right? It's big, big space, but it's conventional. But the second floor is the one that, if you look it up on Instagram right now, it's the one you'll see. It's the Instagrammy part of Black's bookstore. They've sort of made it, they've made it very Instagram friendly. Like, so all, there's a lot of Instagram pictures about the last bookstore, and they're all from that second floor, you know, where there's like a tunnel of books and like a, a book display with a hole in it. You can take a picture, it's just books, 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 books. And some of them are color coordinated. It's just a good, it's like turning books into Instagram photo opportunities, right? And that's fine. So we go there and when, we, when Richard drops us off, because the parking around there is horrible, Richard's like, 
get out of the car. I'll go find parking. I'll meet you guys there. Like, okay. So Mel and I go into the last bookstore and on the way to the last bookstore, we were talking about favorite authors and Melissa had never heard of David Sedaris. She had never heard of him. So I was like, Oh, this is a great opportunity. I will sneak off from her and I will buy her a David Sedaris book. Okay. So I go, she goes, does her thing. Cause the less books are gigantic. She goes and does her thing. I go and do my thing. And I look for David Sedaris, find the, it took a while to find the David Sedaris book. And then I can't find her. Right. But then I find her and I go, okay, let's go to the second floor. And I'll, but there was no phone reception. So I couldn't get a hold of Richard. So, um, we're up in the second floor and then like, I go, I, there's no phone reception here. I got to go find Richard. So then I go find, I go leave her on the second floor, go to find Richard. It takes a while. Then I find Richard. But now there's something has changed. I don't know what it is, but now I can tell Richard's in like a super shitty mood. Like a su- I don't know what's happened, but now Richard is in a super, super shitty mood. Okay. So I'm like, ugh. I go, well, okay. He's like, he can tell you like, all right, you ready to go? He, he just got walked into the place. Like, you ready to go? I'm like, okay, let's go find Melissa. So we go to the second floor. I can't find Melissa. I go, stay here. I'll go find her. Right? So then I go. I walk around. I finally, I find her. I go, oh, we were looking for you. Let's go get Richard. So we go. Then I can't find Richard. It was back and forth like this. Finally, we all find each other. I say, let me buy this book. I didn't tell her what it was. And then, but I was like a parent at Disneyland. I'm like, like, like super scared. Like I was going to lose one of them, but we didn't. And I buy the book and we get out of it. But like I said, now he, when we get in the car, he's in a shitty mood. Luckily, the last books are not very far from the hotel. So I can tell he's mustering all the energy he can to be, be friendly in the car. But I go, do you want to come to my hotel room? He's like, no, I'm going to go home. He's like, call me later. Maybe I'll go to dinner with you guys. And I'm like, all right. And so he drops us off. He's in a really shitty mood. I still to this day don't know why he was in such a shitty mood. I think I did ask. I think he said he just got suddenly super tired and he didn't know what it was. I don't know. So we go to the hotel and both Melissa and I, because it was a really hot day and it had been a long day. We're like, we both need to rest because I'm going to go to my room. I go, I'm going to go to my room. I'm just going to chill. So I go to my room and I'm chilling and I'm just hanging out and I make my phone calls and I just, I almost, I wanted to take a nap even. I was just so tired. And the fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, oh, mother. And it's like, dude, dude, this is a fire alarm. Please, everybody go to the lobby. So I, get, I think I was like in my underwear. So I get dressed. And I go downstairs and I'm so tired. I'm so, so tired. Right? Um, by the way, before the, the fire alarm went off, I will say there was an event that happened, which is, uh, John Paul called me and he goes, are we still on for dinner tonight? And I was like, oh, yes, yes. I was like, I forgot that John Paul and I made plans to have dinner Wednesday night. So A, I didn't need Richard and B, if I wanted to ditch Miriam and Melissa, I could and have a wonderful, dinner with my with my wonderful john paul and not these people i I was fine with it i wasn't sick of anybody but it was like it was it would be great to see a different face right 
Well, um, the fire alarm happens. And I tell him, I go, listen, I got to talk to Miriam and Melissa where they want to go to dinner. They're going to come with us. Uh, but let me get back. He's like, okay. So fire alarm goes off. I go down and says, business as usual. No one is doing anything. I'm the only dummy that went downstairs for this fire alarm. If I would have just waited, the fire alarm would have stopped. But I had, so I was like, okay, whatever. I was ready, about to head upstairs and I run into Christian, his roommate Jessica, his roommate slash co-host Jessica, and their friend whose name was Gabe, right? And they're like, oh, Joe, come, look, it's Joe, hooray. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to my room. And then they were like, um, come with us to the pool. We're going to go sit by the pool. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is go sit by the pool, right? But I go over there. I just start talking to them. I will say Christian and Jessica, especially together, are really fun. So we're chit-chatting. But now we're getting closer and closer to dinner time. And I'm like, oh, God. And now by this point, Melissa has messaged me. And she's like, I'm out. I'm too exhausted. I have a headache. I'm done. I'm not going to dinner. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, because Miriam was like that earlier. I'm like, Miriam is going to see this. And she is going to bail out too. And it'll just be me and John Paul for dinner. Yay, we can go have... We, I was so excited to not have not to have non Latino food, but then Miriam messages and she's like, "Hey, I, I, do you still want to have dinner?" And I was like, "I'm being nice." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." My friend John Paul's going to join us, and she goes, "Oh, good." She goes, "I just have one request. Can we just not have Latino food? I'm just really sick of Latino food." I'm like, "Girl, I am with you. No Latino food." And she's like, great. And she goes, just I'll go wherever it's not Latino food. I, I want. She goes. I, she even said, I want something like a burger. I'm like, okay. John Paul calls. I'm in. The, I went by the pool with Christian and Jessica, and he's like, uh, where are we going? And I go, listen, Miriam. I tell him what Miriam said. And I told him to. This is true. The second she said. I'll go anywhere as long as it's not Latino food. All restaurants in downtown that aren't Latino food vanished from my brain. I could only think of Latino restaurants. But John Paul lives downtown. So I said, maybe you have to make this. He's like, oh, Shake Shack? I go, perfect. And he goes, no, I don't want Shake Shack. I don't want to go to a chain. And I was like, ugh, would have been so perfect. And then we were to go to this other burger place, but this other burger place, ironically, or coincidentally, open till 10 p.m. every day on Wednesdays, closes at 4 p.m. So that was out. So he goes, well, would she want Japanese? I go, I don't know. She's so fucking picky and weird. These are other stories where I, I had proof of that. I go, I don't know. So we were stressing about it. We're like, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We decided on Japanese food. But I'm like, if... If we if she says no to Japanese food, then we'll just go to like a basic burger place. And he was like, "Okay, so we have another backup plan, but let's see." So I hang out with Christian, hanging out with the roommate, hanging out with the friend. Now, the next day, we're, the next day we're supposed to have photo shoots and stuff like that. You'll hear about that tomorrow. But 
that day too, we were supposed to meet with our producers from our production company, which as you guys know, I did not have a positive experience with my production company. We hated each other. I tried to fire them. Okay. So Fernando had told us by tonight, you're going to get an email from your producers uh, who are going to try to arrange your meeting with them. Okay. Is and then two, and then and then from the organizers, from Charlie, the one who's the part the party, she was like, um, "Hey, tomorrow, uh, whenever you're on your own for meals, like she goes like tomorrow for lunch and Saturday morning, just charge your meal to this such and such hotel room. Okay, don't pay for it; just charge it to this hotel room. All right. Well, the thing was, this is going somewhere. Trust me. Um." Thursday lunch, yeah, we were on our own, but also Thursday breakfast. I'm like, oh, what's does Thursday breakfast count too? So as I'm sitting there with Christian and Jessica and Gabe, who walks by? Fran, crazy Fran. Remember from the German story and whatnot? She walks by. And I'm like, Fran, oh my God, there you are. I go, and I ask her the question, does it also count for Thursday morning? She goes, you know, I don't know. She goes, let me ask, and I'll get back to you. I'm like, okay, great. And Fran leaves, okay? So, now it's time for dinner, okay? So now I go, all right, bye, I got to go meet Miriam. I'm going to dinner with John Paul and Miriam. We, I see Miriam, she's there. We go outside, John Paul's there, and everything's going according to plan. We get in the car, and, um, Miriam's surprisingly easy. She actually really loves ramen. There was a really good ramen place downtown called Daikukuya. She's a, uh, she wants to go there and get it. Great. Um, then we had dinner there. It was very pleasant. There was uh, a, a little pro, a Roe v. Wade protest. And uh, we were cheering them on. People marching up and down the street screaming. And then uh, we had our ramen and it was very good. Then afterwards, we... Went to an ice cream place called Salt and Straw, which is where John Paul and I go all the time. And we had a really good time. While we were walking, could we walk there? While we were walking to Salt and Straw, I got an email from Fernando. My production company had canceled their meeting with us. They weren't going to show up, which I was relieved, but still like, fuck you. But also, they had, they had confirmed that they would be at the industry mixer the next day. And I'm like, that's so fucking tacky, right? We're not going to meet you at the hotel, but we'll go and go to this industry mixer that benefits them. Very tacky, you know, shows who they are, right? So whatever. We go to Salt and Straw. We have our ice cream. We go back to the hotel. Everyone had a nice time. And um, I'm about to go to bed. Who do I bump into? Fucking Christian, Jessica, and Gabe. They're still there. Now they're super high. You know? And um they're like, come out with us on the on the terrace. And then on my floor, they were on floor eight, on floor two, on the in the back of the town overlooking the pool was a huge terrace and it was night and they wanted to go out there and smoke weed and talk. So I went out there with them for a little bit, had a very pleasant conversation. Like, it's dark. Okay, it's overlooking the pool. And for some reason, not in any mean way, just the topic of Jewish people came up. 
right? I don't remember why. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't in a mean way or make fun of him way. Just Jewish people came up, and all of a sudden, Fran was like, "Hello!" I'm like, "Huh?" Ah! I got scared. You know, scared. Fran's always scaring me. And she was like, "Oh, I just came here to do some night yoga." And so we're like, "Okay, we're gonna go in now." Fran just ruined it, right? But we walked in. I'm like, "How weird that the German heard us talking about Jewish people, and she decided to show up right then." She must have been like got an alert or something like that, that uh, Jews were being discussed. So at that point, we just all separated, and I went home, and I uh, went to bed, and that was my Wednesday. It was a very, very eventful day, uh, but it was um, – I, would, I, would, I was thinking when I was getting ready for – not these shows. I was thinking about my – in my brain, I'm all like, well, I'm going to have so much to talk about on Monday and Tuesday and Friday, but like – Wednesday and Thursday, we're not doing much. How much could I have to really say? I don't know about Thursday, because it hasn't happened yet, wink. But Wednesday, for sure, was probably the most eventful day of the week. Right here on this Joe Batanz. Right here on Afterthought Media.